I'm in Bookhampton in East Hampton checking out Mel Brooks's memoir, All About Me. A woman online nods to the book. Is it any good? I don't think so, I say. And before I can finish, she says almost in tandem with me, but it's Mel Brooks, right? We laugh. I tell her I heard is what its subtitle promises, my remarkable life in show business. But it isn't good in the sense of new or revelatory. Most Brooks fans fanatics, many of them, know almost verbatim many of his routines and shtick repeated here. The memoir is good, however, in the ritual sense of honoring a master of comedy who is beloved. All About Me, with its never-cruel, audacious egotism, shows why the 96-year-old man is adored, except when he's not by some colleagues, past and present, as critical biographies reveal. In the memoir, he does exaggerate and play down collaborations, but basically, he's true to his comic persona. This is a memoir, not an autobiography. Its theme is Brooks's life in showbiz, his remarkable, evolving career as a writer, actor, director, producer, and comedic personality. As he has said in numerous interviews and articles, laughter is a protest scream against death against the long goodbye. It's also a defensive weapon, and young Mel was short and slight. So here he is, four years shy of his centennial birthday, shadowed still by the long goodbye that claimed his cherished wife, Anne Bancroft, and his best friend, Carl Reiner, about to come out with a new film, History of the World Part Two. Part one came out in 1981, making famous the lines sung by Louis XVI, played by Brooks, It's good to be the king. Mel Brooks continues to delight especially older folks who recall the outrageous, daring hilarity of his 1974 film Blazing Saddles and the manic, over-the-top musical The Producers in 2001, which garnered a record 12 Tonys. Speaking of older audiences, All About Me has a large print edition. There were all those routines of his golden years, albums, films, theater, TV, guest appearances, satires, spoofs, musical compositions, parodies, serious dramatic productions, a wealth of reasons Brooks is considered special. He can do scripted along with stand-up and improv and always be ready with an ad lib. He also depicts dark truths of the human condition in a way that avoids cynicism and despair. The memoir, A Hefty Valentine to Himself and Others, recounts with irrepressible asides Brooks's rise from poor Jewish Melvin Kaminsky from Brooklyn to one of the few four-time winners in show business, capturing the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. If readers tire of the incessant praise he bestows upon just about everyone he worked with, along with himself, so what? What sets him apart from other comics and comedians is how he cares about his audience, wanting to make us laugh, inventing, borrowing, maybe sometimes stealing, as he embraces the spirit of the old Russian proverb, hope for the best, 
expect the worst, and sets it to music yet in the Twelve Chairs. Yes, it's all about him, but also about his appreciation that success is not a solo achievement. He was among the first comedians to take on racism, and among the very few to demonstrate that comedy is often more complex than tragedy, especially when it acknowledges man's inhumanity to man and tries to tame horror with laughter. I'm Joan Baum.